Hi everyone and welcome to Match Made in Madness where every episode is a mad but healthy discussion about the anime community. I'm Maya Chino and I'm a freelance interpreter and translator. I pretty much spend my time gaming and watching anime for work as well as live my days off uh, reading manga. And my name is Kayan Rai, otherwise known as Rai for short. I'm a cosplayer and professional makeup artist as well as your resident Bishonen appreciator. So at every episode in Match Made of Madness, we'll be dissecting the nitty-gritty on topics such as anime and manga, voice actors, and the pop culture convention scene with the occasional guest. So come join us on this crazy journey to develop a greater understanding of this amazing community. Small disclaimer, first of all, that anything mentioned in this podcast are all unofficial opinions based on our personal experiences and thoughts. Due to this, we will primarily be discussing the Australian scene, but feel free to let us know about your experiences as well. So, right. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> bit of foreshadowing happening there. I know, right? I know, right? You just saw Camelot. We'll do our little chats first before we get too excited. How was Camelot? Yes. Camelot? Okay, so for... The guys that don't know, anyway, you guys should all know this by now, but uh, both Maya and I love Fate, right? And recently, uh, the Fate Grown on a film, Camelot, you know, <laughs> I can't remember the title to save my life, but it was Camelot Part <laughs> 1. <laughs> Finally released in Australia. We've been waiting a long time to see it. Well, I have been waiting a long time to see it because it is indeed my favourite, favourite part of fake grand order the game if you guys haven't played it you can play it just do it you should do it <laughs> but it was amazing it was good um it was very strangely paced i'm not gonna lie like it has it had its ups and like ups and downs but quite honestly all in all it was a very very great film for kind of splitting it into two films yeah. is is already a lot because there's so much content sort of condensed into yeah. like two hours worth of you know films but um honestly if 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 i do say so myself it should have been three films like heaven's feel but you know it is what it is we're good we just got to deal with it now but it was it was really good all in all weird pacing but i think with the timing that they had they got the most important parts mm. in to convey and like tell the story yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, like I won't say too much about the game but I also kind of felt that um they were going there are obvious parts that they knew they were going to skip out on the Camelot films I think which is why they made it two parts instead of three yeah 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 Yeah, I feel that I feel that like it was definitely more of a a film made for the fans because they cut out a lot yeah Definitely, definitely. So it was like fantastic for us, especially you. Come on, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Okay, look, they kind of messed up Ozzy's face a little bit. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> there was an angle on his face that I was like, "Is that what it's supposed to look like?" So please, hello. <laughs> um, I hope they fix that for the Blu-ray. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't look into Aussie in that much detail, but I knew you'd pick it up. Like, there was a couple of angles I did question, so you're absolutely correct. Look, Artoria Loki just looks so different in every scene that we saw her in. I was like, mm, okay. She looked great, though, to be real She honest. did. Everybody looked great. I think it was a lot great. to do with the, the armory as well and mm. how they were trying to portray her in different lights more than anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that film. Went to see it with a couple of friends and we were kind of screaming the entire time. Not actual screaming, but just like silently screaming. <laughs> 
yes, please don't scream in the cinemas, right? We, we already had that in Heavensfield part yes. one. Okay. Um, other than that, I think um, I know Supernova Gold Coast just happened, right? So mm. I'm really missing conventions at the moment. Same. Same. You know, the other day I was actually talking about it with colleagues in Japan, right? About conventions overseas, and I was showing them videos of Madfest, and um, they were the the actual small ads that you make. Um, ah, that Madman makes yeah, with all the yeah, different yeah. cuts from the previous years. Clips, and yeah. they were like. Random clips of you and I in there, and then like all our friends that we know, and I actually started crying. I was in literal tears, like watching those because I'm like, oh my god, all my friends aren't in Japan. I want to talk about cons and I can't go to cons. So I've been really looking forward to this episode, to be real honest. Same, same, same. (laughs) I feel that. Like now that you mentioned Gold Coast Supernova, I know that like um, New Zealand, our neighbors also had their most recent convention overload. Yeah, yeah, so that's okay, yeah. been really exciting to see as well. Like, it's really exciting to see conventions kind of trickle their way back in. So yes. a little bit of foreshadowing there for you guys. Um, so you guys are now tuning in to episode number nine. And in the spotlight today is a drum roll, please. Madman's Anime Festival. So... Ooh. <laughs> Super exciting. <laughs> For those of you guys who are not familiar with um, Anime Festival presented by Anime Lab and Madman Anime Group, formerly known as Madman Anime Festival and lovingly dubbed Madfest, is an Australian-based anime and Japanese pop culture convention that is held annually in Melbourne, Perth, Brisbane and Sydney, organised, like we just said, by Madman Anime Group. With humble beginnings in 2016 in Melbourne, the convention has since included Perth and Brisbane since 2017 and then has further expanded to Sydney in 2019. We're also super, super excited to bring along another guest right from the heart of the convention itself so you guys can hear it here first. Just another quick small disclaimer that if we discuss a particular series, we will focus on how we experienced it as fans rather than focusing on the story. Which means, just in case, spoiler warnings, we can and definitely will get carried away, so apologies in advance. So, Mai, would you like to introduce our lovely guest for today? Of course! So today we've brought in a special guest. He's a dear friend of ours as well as um, a, a person that we love working with at the event. Uh, please welcome Sly! Hello everyone. Welcome. Thank Yay! you for coming. How are you guys? So Sly Very is good. a staff at Madman. Um, he's the product and marketing manager but apparently you've been in um, Supernova previously and have been involved in cons in 2001. Yeah That's- so uh, I've been volunteering <laughs> since uh, 2001 um, at yeah, well, it was before the event that was uh, before it became Supernova. It was known as Comic Fest, um, ah, and yeah. uh, it was two thousand and one, oh. I think, back at the Horton Pavilion in uh, in Sydney. Uh, yeah. and that was the first event that I uh, volunteered at, and I was, I think, in charge of the screening room, the anime screening room at the time, because oh. I was a big weeb, weeb still back then. Um, uh, before I became a uh, Madman staff member, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I think uh, that, you know, maybe a year after that um, was like, hey, uh, I want to help expand the anime programming and mm. bring in other things like cosplay and stuff like that mm. into um, Supernova. 
and um, uh, Supernova took me on board as the because uh, I could come up with my title. <laughs> uh, my title at the time was um, director of anime operations. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I gave myself oh. a director title, even though I was, uh, you know, working for Peanuts at the time. <laughs> ooh, 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 um, ooh. But uh, yeah, I helped to bring in, I think, things like you know, the cosplay comps and um, you know, uh, uh, more anime screenings, just more anime content in general, and just working with mm. the Madman guys, and then eventually, mm-hmm. you know, got a job at Madman as well. Uh, whilst at the same time, you know, kind of, um, uh, I guess, you know. Uh, Shadowing as uh, supernova anime kind of guy until about two thousand and seven, uh, and yeah, and then uh, you know still my career progressed to Madman, and and then I guess we now we're coming to talking about um, anime festival, which uh, you know started in twenty sixteen. Yeah, like obviously the con scenes changed quite a lot since two thousand and one until now. Like how old is um supernova when was their first event actually? supernova's first event was actually in 2000 uh the first event okay. I believe, well oh. Super, no, supernova itself was a comic fest uh because <laughs> yeah. i think it, it it's probably good to give context because i think it's still because it's run by the same people comic fest started in 2000 mm. um i think they had an event at sega world remember remember that <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Seagull World in Sydney. Seagull oh, World gosh, in Sydney, Darling Harbour. Yeah. Uh, rest, rest in peace. Um, because uh, yes, it doesn't wow. exist anymore. And I think they had another event at um Centerpoint as well. Ah, uh, oh, interesting location. Yeah, Centerpoint had a convention center back in the day, back in sort of two thousand two thousand one. And I think they had a couple events there. And I sort of I jumped on at sort of like, um, that. I was I think it was at the end of January two thousand and one. Um okay. was when they had the uh event at the Horton Pavilion. Um and that was the first time they brought out um uh Sean Schemmel and Chris Abbott. So I've known those two ah. guys for twenty years oh, now as well. Oh wow. <laughs> twenty one oh, years. Wow. Oh my god, That's yeah. Insane. yeah. No wonder you guys sound I like best never. buddies when you talk to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> so, we've known each other for literally two decades, you know, seeing, seeing each other at, um, at those events. And, you know, Supernova was sort of, I guess, infamous for bringing out a lot of voice actors, uh, especially yeah. English voice actors back in the day. And, mm, um, yes. you know, uh, they would always be, used to always be stationed at the Madman booth all the time as well. So that's how we got oh. to know the Madman guys as well. So it was, like, it was kind of like, you know, half-sponsored by Madman where... They would do signings. It was all, you know, uh, mostly back then, back in the day, it was kind of related to like Dragon Ball. Um, yeah. And we, you know, we yeah. brought in other guests, um, you know, o- over the course of, uh, I think, uh, the uh, of, of time. That's actually really interesting because that's so different to how conventions, even Supernova, is run now. So, you know. These days, yeah, absolutely. The, the guests like... being at a particular booth than rather at the signing booths or like um, at guest panels, it's very, very different picture there yeah, yeah. there's still the guest panels and stuff oh, that it was okay. more whenever they did the autograph sessions it was sort of like you know um uh they would do free autographs and it was basically an, an unlimited amount of autographs and you would you know basically oh. have lines uh coming out the wazoo but uh i guess the the advantage there was that people were obviously coming to buy mm. uh you know man-made goods to get them signed uh yeah and then um but i think at some point obviously uh, the dynamics mm. of, the, of uh, I guess, the industry changed and it was kind of like, well, yeah. voice actors, you know, mm. and fair enough, they should get paid as well, um, unless it was a fully kind of sponsored kind of thing to come out and to be, hey, here's what we're doing. Um, then they kind of moved away into, I guess, more of the other mm. kind of regular supernova yes. model of uh, doing autographs. I think I still, like, honestly vaguely remember that kind of model happening when I first got into conventions mm. as well, like around the 2008 
2010 period i feel like at supernova anyway like from Mm. my experience was like still kind of that model where the voice actors were stationed at a booth Mm. like you'd get a signing for free you could yeah that was yeah that yeah it is really crazy to think about how much it's changed now like with that kind of dynamic yeah yeah it changed i think probably around 2000 and 2011 2012 yeah yeah. Mm. um because i think the first time that supernova really had any kind of japanese guess it was still free as well i think they had uh uh, miyamura-san and then also um uh, morita-san uh yes 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 in gold coast yes i remember that in brisbane Mm. Brisbane or Gold Coast, yeah, one or the other. And I think after that was sort of like after the the voice actor was like, no, nah, we're going to do our own thing now. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's That's fair enough. Yeah, that's definitely true. There was a lot of trial and error, I think, in the early <clears throat> 2000 eras where conventions were still trying mm. to adjust on how they wanted to run the conventions and run the guests and meet and greets and things like that. So that's definitely true, yeah. Yeah, definitely have evolved over over the last twenty years. That's for sure. That's definitely true. Yeah, like I could see Rai smirking over there um, as we're talking <laughs> about older conventions. <laughs> so, you know, listeners, reminder again that there is an age gap between Rai and ourselves. So, I don't know how much Rai remembers the earlier convention days and how different it's become now. <laughs> Like, like I said, it was already very different, I think, by the time I joined the convention scene, but, like, I'll have you guys know I've never felt more like a fetus in my life than I do right now. Because, <laughs> like, for me, I feel like in my particular gen of, like, you know, weebs slash cosplayers slash, you know, fans... I've been here for a long time. But then I like listen to the, all the stories that my friends tell me, like you guys who have been here for even longer. And I'm just like, dang, like the industry has changed like mm. a lot. It has. Mm. Yeah. Like it is significantly changed. Yeah. yeah. I think even like my, the first, like, um, I guess proper, like anime, anime event I went to was anime expo in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in, uh, back then it was in Anaheim. Uh, oh. which is uh, it was actually oh. right next to Disney Disneyland. Oh, yeah, it was. So, You're correct. Yeah. So at the Anaheim Convention Center, so you would stay at the you would stay at the hotels around that area. Yeah. Uh, go to the convention during the day, and then you can go to Disneyland in the evenings after sort of like you know um, uh, the, the 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 like the vendors hall closed and all that kind yep. of stuff. And oh wow, we were going to Disneyland afterwards. It was next door, um, so that was kind of fun at the same time as well. And you know. Uh, anime events in general have kind of evolved a lot back then. The American style of events um, mm. definitely has gone on. Like anime expo itself, I've been uh, five times now, Ooh, and wow. it's definitely changed quite a bit. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like the stories I heard from people who went to anime expo, you know, around two thousand five, two thousand six ish to more recent years, it's definitely changed a lot. I can tell, and I've never been, been, but I could just picture it being so different with the way it's all run. Yeah, I think yeah. that's definitely true with even events in Japan. They've changed a, changed a fair bit over the past 20 years, especially with voice actors becoming such a public figure than they used to be as well. So the mm-hmm. way they're um, treated in public, I should say treated, the way they are um, accessible in public or um, how fans meet them in public has really changed over the couple of decades. So that's definitely true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good change. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely it's a positive change positive for the change. industry. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, Sly, I know everyone's going to be asking. Like, everyone knows what Ryan and I's favorite, you know, anime and manga or games are. Do you have any that you'd like to share with the um, with the listeners? 
Yeah, I've been asked this, you know, I guess, you know, quite a lot over the last, um, you know, 20-odd years as been a, a, a anime professional. Um, and I think uh, I always come back to my favorite film of all time is uh, Laputa, Castle mm. in the Sky, the Studio oh, Ghibli film by yes. Miyazaki. And then my favorite TV series of all time is probably um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hold that very dear to my heart. Um and I think, you know, I think more recently, I've probably been a bit more biased with uh, shows like, you know, Love Life Squad Project. Yeah, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. I, I think we teased it a little bit in last episode as well, guys. But yes. um, just like Sly mentioned um, when he was talking about um, being involved with the convention scene for so long, he you have to note that Sly is a very big contributor to the anime industry, in particular in Australia. So, in a, yes. Uh, like, Ryan and I talk about how blessed we are all the time how honored we are to know and be friends with sly to be able this to is know who we are blessed scene. by <laughs> like... i know right like he made the scene that we are now heavily invested in now yeah so, truly truly yeah on behalf of all the fans out there in australia thank you sly yes, you have made you. what we live in thank you you, you you're very welcome it's uh you know I, I i i look i honestly say that without the fans it's no none of this stuff gets to happen in you know, I'm I'm a fan uh, at heart myself, and uh, I'd like to think that, you know, I, I think a lot of the time I, I like to help, you know, organize these things in order for me to also experience them mm. as yes. well. Mm. <laughs> so that, yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, I get as much joy and excitement out of it as um, hopefully you guys do as well. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's definitely true, especially about the Australian scene as well. A mm. lot of us are involved mm. in the industry because we want to make expand on the industry and make it bigger in Australia and New Zealand. So that's, yeah, that's even very true. the people in the actual companies, the big companies that, build the industry guys um it means that they also think the same way as we do as well we're all here to try and um make the industry bigger and help people get more involved in the industry as well mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah absolutely the old madman motto was uh by fans for fans and you know i think that uh you know we still live up to that you know to this yeah. day yeah it's interesting because that's now smash's slogan essentially <laughs> 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 oh my throwing some shade there <laughs> you actually go to their website the description is it's a convention by fans for fans so it's mm-hmm. interesting how you know even um a, what we would consider a company like madman would be thinking the same way that um even the volunteer groups like smash yeah. are putting together big events so mm-hmm. it's it's very very important i think in the australian scene in particular that that is the case yeah so we talked a little bit about madman just then so it is officially called the the madman anime group guys and it was established in 1996 that's actually the year I went to Australia, actually. That's when I migrated to Australia. I would have been one years old then. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, just quickly, Madman, as we call it um, for short, um, is an Australian distribution and rights management company which specializes in wholesale distribution of dvd and blu-ray product into sale channels throughout australia and new zealand so you guys distribute to new zealand as well does that mean you've got an office in new zealand as well we do have an office in new zealand and uh we participate actually in conventions over there as well um so i think most recently um again wellington yeah uh happened i think Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago last week um and i think yeah as ryan mentioned earlier as well we had um overload um happen i think just yesterday as of the time of recording yeah 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 okay fair enough so um just for listeners we are on the this is anzac day this is 25th of april that we're recording so if it happened yesterday that'll be 24th of 
April or mm, Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and you know we've we've supported those a lot of those events. I think in the past. I think um, even I think last year when uh, we did something pretty unique with um, uh, Armageddon in Auckland, where we yeah. had a uh, an Attack on Titan panel, a virtual panel, and we mm. got like I think uh, three of the English voice actors ah. to do oh. uh, participate, you know, virtually uh, via the homes, and you know took Q and A from the audience and you know things like that. So that was pretty unique to to kind of um, happen, uh, and then uh, I think. Um, uh, more recently, we were doing you know premieres and stuff like that with Wellington. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. In the past, we've we've supported Overload by including them in the uh, the Madman National Cosplay Championship. Uh, yes, 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 yes. yes I do remember that. Yeah, uh, they had one winner actually uh, oh. uh, in in the time that they uh, that uh, uh, MNCC was around. So yeah, who... mm. yeah, yeah. Um... I know in Australia and uh, pretty much the world, we don't always note of New Zealand, but they they are heavily involved in the anime community. They as are well. very got some heavily strong involved. cosplayers. Yes, yeah. mm. yes, lots of cosplayers from there, very talented but... fans over there. Very, yes. very talented. They really do. They really do. So if we could jump straight into like anime festival, because that's pretty much the main content mm. for today. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who didn't know, the official name is a bit of a mouthful. It is yes. anime festival presented by Anime Lab and Madman Anime Group. Um, but I think we just like calling it um, anime festival or Ryan. Anime I will... festival or Annie Fest. I think now is yeah. sort of the, Fest, the, the, yeah. the abbreviated version. But yeah. at the same time, I know that. The Mad Fest name has been around since 2016, 16, and yeah. you know if you call it Mad Fest, um, uh, we won't get mad at you at all. Um, we would, you know, uh, still love you guys as well. It's it's still at the heart, you know, Mad Fest. Yeah, I noticed the hashtag on Twitter is still Mad Fest. Yeah, hashtag MadFest and hashtag AnyFest, I think. The handle yeah. is still MadFest. Yeah. The handle, handle is still um, at MadFest, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 that's fair enough. Um, yeah, so for those of you who are overseas, we do run it in Melbourne, Perth, Brisbane and Sydney. And the first event was in 2016, as we previously mentioned, which was in Melbourne. And that's because Madman is based in Melbourne. Is that why you guys decided to do Melbourne first? Um, yeah, it was easier to be able to deploy a lot of our staffing resources uh, when we ran it out of Melbourne for the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran it in 2016. Um, the original reason why we ran it was because we wanted to experiment in that space and also to celebrate um, 20 years of Madman. Um. Uh, so now this year we're celebrating 25 years of Madman. Wow, it's crazy <laughs> how fast time goes. Like It is, it is. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we had a lot more staff. It was easy to obviously get a lot of our staff to be involved um, from not just the anime side of the business, but um, as, as you know, Madman Entertainment itself, uh, Madman Films, uh, we draw some of the staff from there as well. Who are, you know, some of them okay. are, you know, also anime fans as well and, you know, help out in things like retail and, and, and to help uh, organize uh, exhibition booths and things like that. Um, but um, since then, it's obviously all kind of come back mostly to to our side and uh we have you know one or two stuff that we kind of cherry pick to come along to do things like retail and um also help uh run i think uh, the show floor as well okay well now that you've mentioned that like i know a lot of people um ask me for some strange reason probably because they know i'm involved and i'm more public um how many of the madman staff are actually involved with the anime festival like my assumption it was kind of close to full house Mm, it depends on, I guess, the level uh, that you're kind of talking about. It, okay. Like, you know, I think on the ground on the day, you probably have about um, anywhere from a dozen 
uh, to to sort of around twenty yeah uh, madman staff okay. um involved in uh various different roles yeah uh and uh but I think the really the sort of the planning the execution mm. of the things it's more like sort of you know a handful of people that um are sort of assigned to do. Uh, that stuff, you know, the pre-planning and everything else and getting everything ready is sort of, you know, yeah, sort of a half a dozen people. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's definitely different to the image I got, even from being behind the scenes. So that's really interesting that's, to, to that's that. That's a mood, my because I feel like when we travel, like for conventions, especially mm. when we travel and you can actually see everybody, like, physically in person, like, still, it surprises me, like, how small the group is, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we try to we try to bring a skeleton crew for uh, I think uh, you know fairly obvious reasons yes, stuff like that. Yes, yes, yes. But, um, uh, but like... at the same time, you know, um, you know, uh, as as you guys know, it's not uh, necessarily just the internal talents that we um, draw from to help with the event. We have a lot of external help with uh, you know with with uh, with you two. Uh, you know, Rai, you help us out with the with the fake grand order um, event, and Mai helps us out a lot behind the scenes with. You know, guest management and translation and interpretation on stage as well and uh, there's you know a, a couple other people as well that help out with things like you know may cafe mm. and um uh guest signing management and things like that mm. yeah yeah that's definitely true so i suppose that when we're looking on the floor of the mat of the event yes uh, even if we have staff on our tags we may ne- not necessarily be hired by madman on a full-time basis yeah. to run the event yeah yeah yeah, I suppose there's a lot of on the day yeah. um, staff as well, yeah. and Rai and I don't necessarily always know who is yeah. full time Madman staff or yeah. not. I suppose. But it's like yeah. it honestly really goes to show how dedicated yeah. everybody is to the event because, like, with that handful, always just like turning out these amazing, amazing events. Mm. So, like, guys, if you have like never appreciated how much work goes into an anime convention, please start appreciating now because really the behind the scenes work is a whole nother world that you guys have yet yes. to explore. Mm. Yes. And it's uh it's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding, I reckon, as well mm. at the same time, which what I that's what I personally enjoy, yeah. Like yeah, like, um, I know we have a lot of volunteers as well. And um, mm. the other thing to note for listeners as well is some of our volunteers and staff actually pay their way down to go to our different events as well. So with MadFest in particular, where we are in different cities, um, Rai's mentioned it a couple of times that her Sydney fam's flown down to Melbourne to help with the booth and like even with my translators if you see me with a group of translators most of them are from sydney most of them are not from melbourne yeah Um, so or the other cities so um please do appreciate a lot of them they're usually not necessarily paid for all of this but this is how much passion and work goes behind the scenes to make it all work like although personally i enjoy flying for the sake of being part of the convention (laughs) likewise that's that's my life But I guess that's also, you know, it's all part of being a community as well at the end of the day mm. and, and, and fandom in general. And I guess, you know, being in a uh, a smaller market like Australia is, you know, compared to the world stage, mm. I think that, you know, it's, I'm still very grateful that we have so many dedicated and passionate uh, fans that they want to, um, you know, lend us a hand in creating something very special that I think gives back to you know, other fans as well, yeah, um, not just themselves. Um, but, you know, we still, obviously, the, the volunteers are very thankful, you know, 
uh, to a lot of them to be able to help out um, in, in many, many ways over the uh, last five years, mm, for sure. Mm. I'm going to return the thank you as well. For us, on our staff yes. side, you have no idea how well Madman looks after us. That it, well, it's passion yes. alone doesn't always yes. let us travel around Australia Absolutely. to go help you guys. So the fact that you guys recognise us, actually thank us, actually recognise the work that we do to help run the event is it goes a long way for even the people, the volunteers and the staff behind the scenes yeah, as well. Absolutely. So thank you so much from our side as well, Sly and um, everyone in Madman, because that's what helps us drive our passion to continue being part of the community behind the scenes, not just in the public light in, as an attendee. So that's also a really important thing as well. So um, guys, a lot of stuff happens behind the scenes. Yes. It is a lot of work, but it's definitely worth giving it a try. So if you've got a local convention and, like, you know, even if you're not in Australia, go for a, you know, try volunteering. Go get to know some of the staff. Actually see what's behind the scenes because they work so hard to make it happen. It really is a lot of work, yeah. Having said that, it's, though... Oh, yeah, go ahead. It's a funny thing. Actually, I'm going to flip it around and ask you guys a question. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Um, we get questioning now. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. So... How did you guys get started volunteering for events? And I guess, you know, what was the main reason why you you might have um, uh, felt the urge to want to volunteer to become part of these events? Um, my first volunteering at a convention experience was in uh, 2007. No, it wasn't. It was 2008 when the second smash happened. And um, I had personally grown up uh, in an all-girls high school, and no one around me really knew their anime and manga that well, and I was into shonen manga, of all things as well, going to an all-girls school. I was just so thirsty for friends that knew what they were talking about. <laughs> I thought about you were going to say thirsty anime. for anime boys. <laughs> no! No! Surprisingly enough, that was not my drive. I just wanted friends who were also fans of anime and manga and who could also appreciate the industry of anime and manga. So um, I jumped into Smash volunteering and day one when I jumped, like went to volunteer training, I heard people singing the songs that I knew, which was funnily enough, Jazzly, who runs Maid Cafe, and she was singing Prince of Tennis musical songs and I jumped straight to it. Like, she's been uh, my friend since because of that. Like, instant wow. connection. <laughs> and I was so happy that I continued volunteering at Smash because I knew my people were there, essentially. Yeah. Mm. That was how I got involved. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, so for my side of things, I've never volunteered for an anime convention before. <laughs> but... Um, I think because my main sort of shtick is as a cosplayer. So I've always been very, very like involved mm. in the community and kind of building the cosplay side of things. Um, I ran like a couple of, you know, like when we used to have the meets in Melbourne, like Mel Cosfo, um, I ran a meet at, oh God, this is going back into a deep, dark past, but we're going to go there today. But I ran a meet called Kuro Meet for like Black Butler fans. Yeah. Oh. Don't, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. <laughs> and we did a couple of those and they ended up being sort of like picnic like gatherings, which were like really, really chill where you could come and cosplay and take photos and just make friends. Um, but they turned out to be really, really successful. So um mm. I've always loved the idea of like organizing groups and that's mainly, I guess, sort of my experience in, in volunteering and contributing to the community is kind of having those little groups and meetups 
you know, as like an intro into the community and some place you can kind of go to and make friends, obviously, because like you, my, I was missing the friends that um, I didn't have that were also interested in the same kind of things that I mm. was, yeah, into. So that's, yeah, I guess that's how it really started. And then it just, as you guys all know, got bigger and bigger from there and kind of just face planted into. Slightly out of hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you were always in like involved organizing groups then, right? Because I was more of a solo con. Girl. Yeah. So I mean, I'm an extrovert. Extrovert is what I call myself. So I love being around people. Like I love being around my friends, my family. Mm. Like if I'm by myself, I feel like I'm drained. <laughs> so like, let me absorb the energy from other people. <laughs> That's fair. That's very right. Yeah. I can imagine so. That. So in terms of like being groups, I've just naturally sort of gravitated more into making friends like that and kind of, mm. I feel like every time I've organized a group and a lot of my friends currently, you know, like a lot of my close friends and friends that I've been friends with for a long time, that's how I've met them, like from organizing groups or just meeting up at a group event. Yeah. 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 So... It's interesting to see, like, how everybody has come to, like, this point of, like, being behind the scenes because I feel like in terms of, like, being behind the scenes, like, in a way that I'm the least qualified, but I think it's that drive of wanting to contribute back to the community and give back to the community the same experience, if not better, if not much better kind of experience that you had when you got into the fandom, the community into, like, being a weeb and, like, involved. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Sly? Like, what got you into volunteering back in 2001? I think I was just interested in uh, exploring more fandom in general because I think uh, um, back then there there obviously wasn't any kind of dedicated anime events, um, I think, until about, like, 2003. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there were really the only the only real event that was kind of around back then was uh, <laughs> and this throwback uh, manifest yeah. uh, in, in, in Melbourne, the Melbourne, Ani- <laughs> Melbourne anime festival back in the day and um, uh, and uh, I was you know I, I grew up in Sydney I was kind of like well I want something in Sydney too mm. uh, why can't we have that and that's kind of why I latched onto I guess, you know, Comic Fest and Supernova and trying to inject, because obviously, you know, being a fresh out of high school kind of guy, I was like, well, I don't know how to, I don't have the funds to organize something myself. How do I yeah. kind of do that and mm-hmm. just kind of explore it, uh, that side with other people as well, just other other fans. And um, I think it was, there, there was the desire for that and just trying to, um, I guess, you know, uh give a platform for people to be able to express themselves mm. and express the fandom in a in an environment and uh, and really just to, i guess you know just exploring anime a bit more as well and seeing what it's like you know you see photos online and all that kind of stuff about you know things like comic cat in in japan mm. and how big the cosplay events are and and you know things like anime anime expo in in the u.s you know they, they were kind of mythical kind of events if you yes. will because yeah. uh, obviously you, you could only really experience those kind of events back in sort of around 2000 this this is the time before youtube and before online yeah. video was even a, a big thing you had to you had to um 
you know, you take people's accounts on forums, like a Vite text. So you were reading people's accounts of what the convention was like. And then, you know, occasionally you might get a couple of blurry photos that were scanned <laughs> here and there because this is also a time before digital cameras. Yes. And you had to, you, people were taking basically uh, film, uh, <laughs> pictures on film, mm-hmm. scanning them. And, and, and you had to get a scanner and kind of flatbed scanner and scan all the photos. And then whatever, you know, the, the, the five or six photos that you would get from those kind of like, reports uh you would sort of like you, you would be like oh i want to aspire to be like that and I'll, that that kind of got instilled into me and yeah i was like well what can i do to to, to help contribute to this in a way because i was also i think um after you experience i think one or two events when you're kind of just walking around a show floor mm. i was like you get a bit bored <laughs> yes mm. <laughs> you get a bit bored walking around yes. and i think yes. i was like no nah, I want to make this better. So how can I how can I contribute to make this better? Because I think I can, you know, maybe help to make this a bit better. Just just a just an urge to make things to contribute. And yeah, that's, I, I think I, I, how I got started. I feel that. I feel that. I think. I think. I definitely. Yeah you know agree with when you've walked around the convention floor only like a few times it does get to that point i mean not like bored but like it's just Mm. you want something else to kind of like light that fire of passion in you again like your first convention was i feel like Mm. you're always kind of chasing yeah i think it's also you know yeah sort of what what maya was saying how she wanted to find friends Mm. uh it was you know there's also a bit of a uh, desiring that in me and trying to find other friends and other people to kind of you know um, uh, to so to associate with that that's that kind of understands and speaks your language if you will mm. uh, language of being you know I guess otaku yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah I feel that yeah that's like, definitely true I think in a way because Australia like Sly you were saying that is such a it's it's definitely a smaller market in comparison to the rest of the world and how they consume like anime and pop culture content is a little bit smaller but I feel like because of that it's so much more tight-knit like our community is like you know everybody kind of knows everybody um or you've seen people here and there before but it just makes the events like so much more wholesome 100% 100% and it's also you know it's more more to do with population I think than anything else yeah. Really, yeah. kind of think about it and a concentration of population because it's actually funny when you look at uh, other other countries um, uh, I think Southeast Asia is a good example of that where you think oh everybody likes attending AFA uh, mm. you know in Singapore because it's 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 once a year but you know you think of sort of these Southeast Asian countries almost like states in Australia where it's like, well, there's an offer in Singapore that I like going to, but so I'll fly in from Thailand or Indonesia or Malaysia to, to attend that event. It's like saying, you know, someone from, from WA or Queensland or Melbourne flying to Sydney for an event for Smash or, you know, vice versa for Anime Festival, uh, you know, in Melbourne or, or, or Sydney or wherever else. It's sort of like, well, people, you know, congregate when they're sort of within reasonable kind of travel distance mm. and um i think it's also whether there's these sort of tentpole big events that attract people to as well uh you know anime festival asia in singapore as i mentioned i think uh acg i think it's called in um uh, uh hong kong yes. i yes. think that's another yes. one that was a really big one uh 
and you know anime expo obviously and um comic kit and uh, anime japan in japan mm. as well there's sort of like the tentpole anime events that i think a lot of people want to go to and and i think the actually the another big one uh was probably a japan expo in uh, france in paris yes yes that's yes, yes. on my it's on my bucket list it's like i need to go to that uh that convention because i've i've seen you know <laughs> many many uh amazing photos and videos from that event that i think would be amazing to attend yeah, that's actually true. It's actually interesting that you mention all of these different events because um, even if I haven't been to them, I know that each of these events have a different style or a colour that's uh, really unique to each mm. of their own events. Like um, the one in France in particular is not just all about um, anime and manga culture, for example. They've got a lot that's of like... Ja- yeah, it's Japan culture Japan. in general. Yeah, mm. exactly. It's Japan. That's why hence Japan Expo because it's yeah. everything Japan. Yeah. It's like you know you want to you want to you want to look at uh, flower arranging. Yes, yeah, that's right. That. You want to look at like taiko drumming. Yeah, they've got that as well. I mean, it, th- there's the elements of that. I think at earlier anime cons, I think like yes. Manifest and, yes. and and Smash even had a lot of like. Yes. Uh, you would get in like the kendo club to do a demonstration on stage, yes. or the the karate club, or something like that. It it it's, you know that they've they've kind of that's stopped a bit more I think over the last mm, few mm, years. But yes. I think there's still an involvement of that kind of like other Japan kind of thing that gets kind of sucked in on the periphery in these kind of events as well. Yes, mm, mm. Uh, yes, yes. Like I've had like um. There's a person I used to work with um, in translation that makes Japanese traditional sweets, wagashi. Mm. Oh my god! Went yes. to the Paris event and uh, did a display and demonstration there. So you can see how widespread the the way a, a convention is treated over in Paris. And then you come back to like um, uh, America or Southeast Asia, where it's a might be even a small portion of the anime industry or the pop culture convention scene that you're looking at. Then you come down to like Australia, where we are cons tend to be a general everything anime and manga and all its um uh spin-offs as well including cosplay and like all your screenings and everything all together where official and fans kind of meet in the same group that's i think i think personally that's very australian yeah i think i think our events um have kind of molded off after what the americans do in a lot of sense Mm. Um, the only aspect that I think that isn't really replicated over here, um, cause I think just due to the cost really is you hear a lot about stuff like hotel parties and things like that yeah. in, in, uh, in like America. The masquerades. I think, um, the, the masquerade mm-hmm. things and, 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 and pool parties and stuff like that. Cause I think a lot of the time, uh, in America, they tend to have conventions inside the hotel itself. Yes. So it lends itself to becoming a bit of a mini uh, i like to call it was it when i used to go to animex but i called it like a little city like an autopsy yeah. because you could literally be in sort of you know uh in your, whatever wherever the area is that area itself you kind of like you look around you're like yeah you're from that event you're from that event you're definitely from that event your business from that event you're a fan from the event uh but it's all kind of co-mingling and but there's all these other things happening because of the fact that you know i He's listening in, uh, I guess, you know, uh, 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 economics mm. uh, <laughs> is that, um, you know, because of that, it generates it generates uh, a lot of business for other people and parties and all that kind of stuff. And people want a good time. So there's also that as well. Um, th- th- there's that aspect to it as well, where everything gets pumped up. And because it's like, yeah, our customer base is usually this, like, you know, very, very small. 
for this one short period of time, it all of a come all of a sudden becomes you know greatly expanded. Mm. I mean, you still see that here, but I guess in, in a lesser extent, where you still people see people travel to um, mm. different events, um, but I think on a small scale. Mm. Um, uh, you probably see this a, a, a bit more myriad, I think, probably in like um, a lot more in events like PAX in Melbourne. Yes, that's uh, true. Yeah. Where I think a lot more people travel for that event. Yes. Um, anime anime conventions, they still travel, but I think it's still a smaller percentage. You're still kind of relying mostly on local crowds. But mm. I think, you know, you can you even want to give a comparison to like Anime Expo to what it actually is like. PAX Australia is kind of like that. Mm. Okay. Okay. Where it's like a mini city around that area, and it's just people are in hotels and people are, you know, mingling and every single restaurant that you go to at night and in yeah. that area, it's like you know it's fans from that area. Yeah. I feel like, like you mentioned with the little like I mean also almost like otaku city. I feel like a few mm. years back, like back in around like 2013 to maybe 15 era, like Smash was very much like that. Coming from a cosplayer side anyway, for me, like, you would go to the airport, you'd see all the people you know, you'd land at the other (laughs) airport, and then you'd see everybody else you know. You go to a hotel, like, your next door neighbor is, like, your friends or, like, people you know. I think that was very much the nature of Rose Hill Gardens as well. Yeah, Rose Hill in particular was like that because we were so isolated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually very true. So Rose Hill was a little bit of a difficult uh, location to run in terms of making sure that overexcited fans or volunteers were giving enough sleep to the staff. That's true. (laughs) So there was a couple of times where I had to get out of my hotel room because apparently opposite me and the two doors on either side (laughs) of me were both volunteers and they were running from each other's rooms in the same hotel I was staying in and um at smash and they were so excited they were like it was 2 a.m and they're trying to like have fun and throw little parties with each other in each other's rooms (laughs) and i literally came out and like guys there are you know people like exhibitors and staff in here as well we need sleep either stay in the rooms or like walk across silently (laughs) and keep it in closed doors i can hear yeah it's it's all part of the experience yeah. and i think yeah you know, that's I guess very it's true like, it's like you think about things like that but then you kind of like uh the scale becomes a lot bigger as as the events yeah kind of get bigger. yeah and i think that's the stuff that i think excites me because it's like well it means that people are mingling and socialing and yeah. especially you know i think a, a, a lot of the, a lot of the stereotypical anime fan if you will is mm. you know most a lot of time i think a lot of people are loners or introverted and i mm. think these events help to bring them together, and I think that's the thing that, you know, one of the things that helps me to, uh, you know, want to continue that because it gives people yeah. a way to express themselves mm. and, you know, uh, you yeah. know, hopefully find new friends uh, or, or even something else. Yeah. yeah, it gives them yeah. a more like safe and kind of welcoming, I think, community. Yeah, for yeah. them to do that yeah. for sure because yeah. we are still relatively niche. Like anime and pop culture mm. is like becoming more mainstream in these days but like obviously back in the day i say that like you know (laughs) i mean this is the beginning but like definitely back then like a few years back even if you look at it like that it was a lot more condensed like we're we're kind of definitely Mm. our own little community and not so expanded like we are these days 
like speaking of community though i also think that with mad fest sorry anime festival in particular you kind of also encourage it as well in a good way that like you'll actually set up official cosplay meet like meetups for particular series and stuff so Mm. people can actually know okay so it's on the program there are actually going to be people there and because yeah. it's um, officially organized madman staff are going to be there which means it's not going to be a small enclosed private awkward location it's going to actually be a proper mingling um and that's safe for the the miners that are cosplaying as well and then they get together and meet yeah we definitely want we we definitely encourage that and i think we again this is one of those things where we cherry picked it from um from anime expo mm. <laughs> Because we would see literally hundreds of people at these events, uh, uh, you know, all dressed up in this. Have you ever seen 50 Edward Elrics? I have. Heck yes. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's quite a sight to behold. And it's kind of like, I think we had a similar, a, a much smaller scale, obviously, I think at the first anime festival where we had, I think, 10 Kirito's, but only one Arsena. I remember yeah. that. I remember walking past that. <laughs> And, and I thought that's kind of hilarious, but I think it's it's the kind of thing where you can do and be kind of goofy and, uh, you know, really, you know, uh, the, the the it's funny the the play side of cosplay kind of comes out a bit more when you're surrounded by people, yeah. and you know, yes. I think Rai, you probably know this a lot with um helping organize a lot of the DFGO um cosplay meets, uh, not just at Anime Festival but at um Smash as well, that when you're in that kind of group environment. It's almost like you've been given permission to yeah. just yeah, you know, to, to unlock unlock that side of your brain and go. Oh, I can talk to everybody about this, and I can shout things, and people understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. encourages people to be silly and, and have fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, a few of the memorable the FGA ones are always more really memorable for Anime Festival, and I think the other one um, that I remember was the done really well was. Um, my hero, yeah, Academia. yeah. I was gonna say, uh, was it the Bobby Hero one? Yeah, yeah. That I was, that yeah, too. that was. I think on the stairwell at 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 at, at MSEC. Yeah, and mm. it was you know going all the way up the stairwell, and you and you had Sean, uh, not Sean, uh, it was Chris Abbott yes. at coming to, at the end as well, and it was kind of like it was great, and everybody screaming plus ultra, and it's kind of like you know yeah. hundred and fifty people all screaming that at the same time energizes people and then you kind of go you you feel good and you want to go have you know have fun and go and spend more time at the event yeah 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 like you want to be a part of it uh, i'll share these links of the photos guys so that you can actually see what we're talking yes. about it's amazing yes. what madman yeah does, and i yeah. think other you know other things like you know i think encouraging other communities you know i i think uh the the uh, uh, sort of a you know a the non-professional side of me is also very involved in the uh, the idol community in mm. uh the j-pop idol community in australia mm. and i think you know helping to you know boost that up a bit more and uh you know having a safe space for people to 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 you know uh scream and shout and yell and uh and and have fun and watching different groups and discovering them and stuff like that i think is also it helps the book community and, and foster, I think, a really good, you know, a feel good for the event that yeah. we want to encourage this kind of mm. stuff. It's not, you know, you're not trying to think, uh, what can I do for this event? And, you know, tick, tick, tick. It, it, there's an aspect of that, but I think you kind of like, okay, tick, but also I want to tick this other box where it's not just placed there for the sake of placing it there. I want it to be fun and exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely one thing about Anime Festival. Even like going there, like as as an attendee rather than like in attendee eyes i should say even um like that really stands out is that like because it's official 
um, and it's everything's hands-on like you're encouraged to participate in things like even including the the exhibitions of vendors inside the the vendor hall um madman is like encourages a lot of this involvement into the the actual event itself so we even have the community stages where you have the girls who actually perform. Mm. Like they might do um, idol things, yeah. they might do love life things, they might do band things. It's a very much a heavily involved kind of community, and like, yeah. like was that something that was initially planned when you were actually putting together anime festival? I think it was. It was sort of like the infancy of I think a lot of um, a lot of groups getting together. Um, I it, it was. It, it came off, you know, you see something like that happen at, like, you know, places like, I think Smash had a mm. dedicated performance area. Yes. Um, and I kind of wanted to emulate a lot of that feel. Um, and, and you know, more groups were kind of coming on board and, mm. and sort of, you know, really getting behind doing this kind of stuff. And I think uh, what really spurred it on, uh, I think, sort of in year two and three was mm. uh, the creation of... Um, uh, AGS Tensu in yes. Sydney. Uh, yes. The uh, the art group there. Uh, you know they were you know quirky little Japanese cheesecake cafe that had an idol group as well attached to it, and you know we invited them to to our events. And I think in the second year in twenty seventeen we invited them down as guests, but then we also at the same time also invited down uh, Ladybeard that year. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Event. And we kind of asked, because he was a solo act at the time, we were kind of like, hey, do you want some dances, backup dances for your concert that you were holding at the time? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, matched those two groups together and things like that. And kind of, you know, people were getting really excited because I think I saw that kind of uh, 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 having to... So doing a bit of rewind, uh, when we were doing research for bringing Anime Festival together, mm. sort of around 2015, early 2015. Oh. Uh, yeah, it took that long. Wow. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it had been kind of cooking for. We um, went to overseas events, obviously, mm. Anime Expo and, and then uh, uh, other events like um, Anime Festival Asia as well. Mm. We saw the things that were happening there and I think, the, one of the big things there was these little community groups that were, yeah. uh, and 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 also, they invited a lot of, um, I guess the in Japan are called chika idols or underground idols yeah. uh, to these events, and I think you see the energy that a lot of these people have, and you you'll see this uh, if you're not if you guys aren't familiar with that, um, uh, this thing called uh, is watage and also calling where. You don't know what it is, but you, all you hear is this this con- consistent um, rhythmic kind of screaming mm. chants uh, <laughs> for particular <laughs> uh, songs, and I think it's it's quite it becomes quite infectious, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you, I guess it kind of like spurred on that, and you were like, okay, well that's cool, and then you see things like any song concerts by having you know everybody loves an anime opening thing you know you kind of like if you're not you're not really an anime fan and that's just so kind of like you know what's your you know top three or top five like you know uh any song artists or anime (laughs) openings ops or stuff like that it's kind of like you know what it's a part of the whole culture of of what it is to be a fan is your your into the music no matter i think no matter what it's good music Um, like there's no denying it yeah (laughs) Just good music, and I think you know. And there's also, and I'm giving a nod um, to, I guess you know, some of the uh, uh, the early early days of anime fandom, of like stuff like 
anime music videos and things like that. Oh my where god! Mash up anime with with like you know, um, uh, with with uh, different uh, uh, yes! songs at the time. And oh my god! What it, a it, it was another way to help explore anime fandom in general, and I think it kind of ma- I wanted to mash those together and oh, okay, and I felt like again it's a whole thing, uh, uplifting things and uplifting high energy things are good. People are in a good mood. And uh, again, they want to stay at the event for longer, yeah. and have good things to say about the event. Um, you know, and it, it expanded as well with with this thing. I think last year uh, in Sydney, where we had um, to the point now where there's so many of these groups, uh, these these uh, uh, these idol groups in, and and cover groups in Sydney and and in Australia that we were like, okay. Hey, if you want to perform and also sell your own merchandise, here's a free table. I can yeah. give you an hour, a half, an hour slot to do your thing, and and trying to acquire your own fan base, and I guess giving those people a platform to also then legitimize themselves. And I guess it's one of my models has always been to try and legitimize fandom, and I think doing the stuff like that helps legitimize that. And 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 I think stuff like you see a lot of uh, artist alley. Uh, or we or we call it um, uh, Creator Zone um, at Anime Festival, uh, where you see a lot of artists and uh, people who make uh, different things uh, really come and uh, try to sell their uh, uh, you know their, their creations. And I think this is also another way that that fans can be creative yeah. and um, express themselves. But mm-hmm. it's to help legitimize that in a in a in a in a big way. Yeah, I have noticed the the increasing number of chica idols, underground idols in Australia. Mm. Like, they may have already been there before, but the, the they're actually coming out and having a proper fan mm. base and really expanding. I I personally like idols and like the idol culture, so I'm really happy to see all of that happening in Australia. Like, who would have thought? Like, out of anywhere in the world, you'll find it in the land down under. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, I think I think like like Sly said as well, it's really fantastic to be able to give like these groups and you know these people in the community that like platform mm. they need. Probably like you said, like they were probably already there, we just didn't know of them because they didn't know how to or like didn't have somewhere mm. to sort of center themselves mm. at. Yeah, because you you give you give people platforms, and I think that was also one of the and and Ra, you know this because you've participated in in MNCC. Was that my one of the original plans for MNCC, or one of the original ideas for MNCC was to also be able to help expose cosplayers on a mm. bigger stage, and then to allow them to um, uh, gain the following, and uh, yeah. to and I think helping to create in a way it's it's yeah, it's funny helping to create economies. Mm. You know, mm. micro economies uh, in 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 these kind of things and encourage them and give them a platform. It's like you know what, you know, you see. I think uh, a lot of people who participate in MSCC go on to do great things. You know, uh, Will's probably one of them. I would say yeah. he's mm-hmm. done. You know, he's he appears at a lot of convention events and uh, overseas. Uh, yeah. you know, Pre pandemic, obviously, <laughs> uh, and and he's created a bit of a business for himself and and things like that. And I've, I've always said that you know I wanted to create you know, um, platforms for people to be able to use this to leapfrog yourself, to give yourself yeah. credit so that um, being, by being associated with us, 
so that then you can go on and say, hey, I was the winner. I was the grand shaping out of this and, and you know, mm. help to – because it's like, well, if their um, following goes up and it's associated with our brand, yeah, uh, people are going to feel a lot better about our brand at the end of the day as well. So it, there's that kind of association. It's It's subconscious. Because you don't really think about that too much, I don't think. But it, you, you're kind of like, oh, that's cool. He won this at that event. It's associated with this, associated with this event, or associated with this company. Mm-hmm. They feel good about it, and um, you know, it's trying to help to spur the things on. And I think you know, I'm trying to do the same things, I guess, with this the the the, the chica idols, if you mm. will, is to give them platforms so that they can then, after the events spur on and it's kind of like it's still up to uh, it's again it's we can only do so much but it, it helps to encourage them to then uh in the time in between the events mm. to go off and create their own things and try and uh create their own economies and and, and yeah. events and things like that is there like a city that they're more common in like are they more east coast of australia or are they just I think, everywhere australia? i think for chica idols in in australia it's still the scene is still very much I think Sydney is a very big scene because I think mm. it stems from um, the AGS ten two yeah. days, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Brisbane, Brisbane is also now yeah. another scene that has a that's got a couple of groups starting to do, yeah. you know, the solar events and stuff like that. But Sydney has just ex- over the last year, it's it's been amazing and it's just really exploded. Like, mm-hmm. uh, ironically, the pandemic's almost because of the f- it's 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 one of those weird things where because there's been a lack of events. Mm. people are like well we got to do our own thing because obviously you know as we're starting to open up again and it's safe to do so a lot of these uh groups are now now we're going to now book our own venues and do our own thing and sell our wow. own checkies and and sell our own bromides and polaroids and uh you know uh and in and, and, and a very sustainable way um and that's exactly that was exactly what i had wanted to see mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. by by having an anime at anime festival and then it encourages them to go off and do these things um, uh, on, on the side. Yeah, yeah. It's actually interesting that because I come from the Japanese community, it's actually interesting that the it wasn't the Japanese community that was able to do that. It was actually Australian community that was able to encourage <laughs> that. Look, I think, yeah, look, I, I think full credit is, is still due to, I think, the the, the four years that AGS yes. Tensu were around. Yes. By having that underground literally underground location <laughs> that's every true. single yeah. literally every single weekend literally on the ground every single weekend uh for four yes. years where people would come and you you know at 9 p.m and on a saturday night you would hear this screeching yes. and screaming coming out of this basement um this small knit community i think it's encourages people to uh aspire to be like that and I think then you see at other events, you know, other convention events, which is the other traditional place where people, you mm. know, all these cover groups perform as well. Um, but then it's kind of like they only perform. A lot of these events don't really do things like, you know, have a table full of them unless it's like, well, we can buy an artist alley table or whatever. But we wanted to take that to sort of that next level of mm. by encouraging them to do more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely true. Um, yeah, I, I know we're slightly going off because we're having such interesting conversation, um, but I'll bring it back just a little bit more because I know we skipped over this main question. Yes. <laughs> um, 
I was going to ask, um, how, how did we all get involved in Anime Festival is what I was going to say. But Sly, obviously, yours is a little bit more obvious because it came um, by that you were going to be, you're a staff of Madman. But, like, even, it, like, you did mention that not everybody in Madman is fully involved with the Anime Festival itself. Like, how did your, um, what would I say, hands-on experience with Anime Festival become so, like, hands-on? Like, how did it become so full-on? Well, I think it was, um, uh, uh, at, at the time, it was sort of like I had the most experience with events. Okay. Um, we were attending, oh my God, uh, uh, close to 20 events every year in Australia, uh, doing retail uh, retail oh, booths and things like that and marketing. Yeah, there were there were nearly 20 events in Australia at one point. It was, it was kind of wow. nuts. Oh my God, um, yeah. And, uh, and that's on a yearly basis. And then also my experience, you know, going to overseas events and, and also having help run um, Supernova um, at, at, at one point. So it's kind of like, well, we want to do our own event. How are we going to do that? Sly. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just me. It was a lot of, it was, there was, you know, um, a, a think tank of people um, within, within Madman that was kind of tasked to bring these ideas together. I was the one that, no, it should be more like this or, or it should be more like that. And um, having that perspective of, you know, a fan's perspective and also having a perspective that I think attending other events was really valuable to help mm, shape mm, what mm. the event was going to be like. Um, I think the first year, as, as well run as the first year was, there was certainly a lot of bumps in the road. And I think uh, we're learning with every single event that we do. Um, mm, 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 mm. Uh, it was sort of based on that, uh, you know, what, what makes an event cool and what makes an event cool that we can also associate with our brands that we yeah. represent, um, you know, because, uh, you know, look, at the end of the day, what we're doing is still we're trying to market um, uh, shows to the fans um, mm. in in what we do, but in doing it in a fun and positive kind of way, and I think mm. gets people excited yeah. um, in general, which is, I guess, you know, I'll be saying, I think, for the last a uh, couple of uh, answers now that that's sort of what we want to do is you know, energize and excite people. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. how I got involved and was kind of like, well, I've got the most experience. So I was trying to do take on a lot of it myself, but then it was kind of like, well, it's that's impossible. You can't do everything yourself. Uh, and uh, trying to then recruit um, other people from outside of the company because it's kind of like, well, internally you're not going to have. It, it, it's 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 hard to find people that are that understand, you know, yes. how to run things. Yeah. So then you kind of have to go to the community to try and find people that can help um, run certain aspects of the yeah. show so that you can kind of give briefs to people and then say, hey, can you help look after this thing? Mm-hmm. We need X, Y, and Z. Uh, can you please do that? And I think, you know, uh, I, I think it was ironically, I think, my you actually approached us first. No, uh, it actually wasn't. Actually, K did. K, K approached Kade, Yeah, okay, yeah. right. K did, yeah. I think and then you kind of approached me and it was sort of like, yeah, yeah let's do this. And, and you know, uh, very grateful, to, I think, from then on to kind of have you on board to to, to help with, I think, the Ooh. guest, uh, not just the guest interpretation on stage, uh, but also um, helping to manage uh, mm. and, and, and wrangle a lot of the guests because I think that was something that was uh, brand new to us at the time uh, mm. to be able mm. to, uh, you know, uh, 
make sure the guests are looked after, make sure mm. that, you know, they're, they're rested and or, you know, there's things that they want to do in the off time that we can help arrange for them, things like that. Uh, to the point where I think a lot of, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're highly, we're very highly regarded, I think, in a lot of the, yes um, mm. uh, with a lot of guests to saying here, they, it's the same, it's the same thing, not just, it's not just the, the customers that come to the event, we also need to make sure that the guests yes. go away from the event saying that how well they've been looked after and how well and how cool the event was and things like that, mm. and that takes mm. a lot of work. Yes. And yes. I think a lot of people don't really, um understand that necessarily which is you know which is perfectly fine they don't it's it's not the problem they're worried about having a good time at the event mm. and i think it's about there's a lot of things that are that i think we've learned over the last five years to help um optimize that a lot mm. but i think it's like coming from i mean having seen both sides of the event it's it's still it's really great to see how much i guess focus that you know for anime festival how much focus they put on building that relationship with Mm. you know their attendees and like building that relationship with their guests as well as well as their staff and like you know trying to get that going i think it's it's really important and i I appreciate like how much focus Mm. is placed on that yeah like i think at the end of the day like you can definitely see it in the like in the event and like how far it's come from 2016 i remember being there for the first year and honestly like the turnout was amazing that first year like there was a Mm. lot of people i didn't expect that many people but it's it's so incredible to see how you know how much the event has grown since then for sure yeah 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 I'm going to ask you though, Sly, that first year at Madman that we ran, you were probably one of the busiest people I saw on the days of the event. Yeah. So what was your actual <laughs> role that time compared to what I it is now? That. Look, I think it was, you know, on, on the day itself, I think it was more like, it was like a, it's like somebody's cut, cut my head off and I'm just kind of running around. You know, <laughs> I feel like I saw day. you like everywhere, but also nowhere at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cause <laughs> I, I would, and, and, and this is still, and this is still true to this day uh, where I would be like, okay, my timetable is that I can make sure I can check in on every mm. aspect that I've had a, a, I've dipped my finger in mm. to make sure the check in on people is like, Hey, are you okay? Hey, mm. how's everything going? You, you good? Okay. Uh, I gotta run, <laughs> which was I think, but I think primarily it was uh, looking after guests, making yeah. sure that they were looked after, that they they needed to be at the place they uh, that they needed to be in. Yeah. Uh, and then I think delegating that to also other people to be able to say to 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 get them to other places as well. Um, and that's not easy to be able to assign people. Hey, can you please make sure that um. Guess A is at um, mm. at the mm. signing area at this mm. time. Somebody needs to go and grab them from the green room and and take them there on time. Uh, and you know this is what's happening at the at the signing and stuff like that. I think I think the guest signing is probably the thing that's really evolved since that first event. Yes. Oh yeah, I think oh, yeah, and I think for for the better. For the better, for sure. Um, it used to be quite loose. Mm. <laughs> But managed, but loose. It was like uh, a bloodbath, from what I remember in the first year, because look, I was trying to get a token. Also, <laughs> yeah. So I think first year was definitely looking after guests more, and then also trying to like you know check in on the community stage and stuff like that every now and then, also the yeah. May Cafe. 
Um, and then, you know, as the event kind of evolved, I think the last time that we did a chaotic guest event was probably Melbourne 2018. Because <laughs> uh, um, we, we had we had these, you know, conditions that you had to... Yeah. Uh, that we, that we put in place in order to get a signature from the from the guests, and I think that's also the thing that's really changed. I think is that um, in uh, so I'll give an example in because we we try to emulate systems from overseas. Mm. In Japan, you the you don't pay, you never really pay for a signature from a guest. However, uh, you buy a an, an item. Yes. So for example, uh, you buy a book a an art book. Um, or a photo book of the seiyu and it's like that's you know if you buy this then you're the first x number of people to buy this uh this then also gets you a chance for them to sign the to sign something for you um at the time so we adapted that to becoming basically selling uh we weren't selling tokens as such we were selling um, yeah we were selling a token we, well we were selling a token but it was also uh you you got this book that goes along with it yeah. in order to meet this guest. Um, and and uh, that's how we kind of like, we're not selling signatures, we're selling this book. But if, you, if you're the first X number of people to buy this, mm. then you could meet them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you can only purchase from this specific place. You, you can't just like purchase from somewhere else. It's like, no, 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 you have to buy it from here. Yeah. Um, and that was the token system that we kind of came in place. Because previously, <laughs> when we first started, we kind of emulated the system, I think, that Smash does, which yes. was first, first in, in best dress. Best uh, you have to run to the back area and grab a wristband uh, to say that you're, uh, you're, you're guaranteed in line. And, and here's the thing. A lot of conventions overseas still do this. Yes. They still use the same system. And it's so chaotic and also encourages people camping out overnight. We were literally talking about this last episode my and i yeah. how we hated the fact that we didn't <laughs> talk about the camping out because that's a whole nother thing but like the fact that when tokens go up that morning people are just like running in or like trampling each other just to get a hold of these tokens uh, mind you though i have to add that last week we were talking about smash primarily because people have to run through artist alley so that, that was yes. more the pet heave that people were crashing through people's creations. Yes. I think from what I remember, now it was quite a few years ago. My memory is not that great. So I do not remember too well 2016 Madfest Melbourne. I will admit that. But from memory, running to the ticket booth was not so hazardous in terms of crashing into somebody else except for other people who were running with no, you. No, the first yes. event, because we had a, because of the fire warden restrictions, yeah. you had to have a five meter gap between the wall, the three meter gap between the wall and the entrance. Yes. So yes. that created a runway, basically. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's a different uh, kind of hazard. Runway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it was also the fact that um, we have a VIP package yeah. system mm. in place. Um, that was that was what made it different from our event to a lot of other events. We made it. Yeah. Uh, we had a VIP package where you could get half an hour to to basically uh, be inside the venue half an hour before anybody else. So you mm. had an advantage to get into the line to to get those uh, tokens. Yeah. Uh, there were obviously holes in that system where things like you know exhibitors and artists other yeah. people would then um, uh, line up behind them and thus you know some time to preventing fans from getting a token mm. for the person that they want. 
we changed that's also why we also changed it so that it's it's fair for everybody everybody yes. has the same conditions uh except the vrp people where we still say hey you get a two-day head start now mm. of everybody else to purchase your tokens online mm-hmm. uh it's still a bit of a, a cat fight to to get the token but you're amongst the first you know yeah VIP doesn't guarantee that you get the signature, the, 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 the token that you want, but it allows you the best chance to do so um, in order to do that. And which it was I personally like, think is fair. Mm, yeah, which is so actually, too. it becomes the most fair system um, mm. when you kind of think about it at the end of the day to, uh, to and also it, you're, you're stressed, but you're stressed in your own environment. You're not stressed on the day the you're not you know and, and, and you know there's things like you know hey you don't actually have to have bought the a ticket to the event mm. before you you can you know purchase i mean vips you definitely do obviously because mm. you need to get the access code mm-hmm. but for a general attendee who wanted to get a signature you didn't actually have to buy a ticket to the event first before yeah. mm-hmm. um seeing whether or not you can get the token so in in in, in a sense it makes it fair for a lot of people it's kind of like, well i'm only going to do the event to see this this guest or that guest well i can't do it so you know now i've got to i've got this token but uh it's like uh it's it takes that part of the equation out but at the same time as well i still i'll still say to people you still get to see the guests come to the panels yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. You still get to see them talk for an hour. Mm, that's true. Yeah, or, or wherever else that they're going to be appearing at. So it's still worthwhile getting that ticket to come to the event and experience mm. the event, even though you're not going to be able to personally meet them. Um, again, it's the whole. Uh, but but then for English voice actors, it, it becomes a different story altogether because it's kind of like, well, they don't mind doing, you know, more signatures. It's not a set amount. They want to do more. Um, so we have to we're, we're trying to tweak the system in order to be able to yeah. cater to that as well and that's a very different um thing altogether yeah yes yeah 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 it's interesting how differently they work and i, I wasn't actually i knew they were different but i wasn't 100 percent sure how different they were until um my partner james in 2020 sydney was helping Bryce with mm. his signings. And he was telling me after the event, like how different it was to the Japanese guests. And we were checking in with each other and stopping in for it. It's really interesting. Yeah. The the English voice actors, there's a bit of a hustle there. And I think, which is great. You know, I think it's like, you know, fans want to get more signatures. Mm. And sure, it's like, you know, uh, there's an opportunity to do that uh, for those people. Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's 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 good to have the differences though as well, and to note the differences. I think uh, with the different yeah, uh, no guests. system is ever perfect, one hundred percent perfect. But I'd like to think that you know the system that we've currently got with the current size of the event that we have yes is a is a very good one. I personally like to agree with that, and mm. you know I've seen a fair few conventions and the way they ticket and stuff, and each have their own ups and downs. Yeah, but I think in terms of fairness, Madman's probably the most yeah, fair I agree. In that sense, I agree. yeah. 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 Giving you guys more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine yes. getting sleep at a convention. Can't be me. <laughs> right, you barely sleep when it comes to conventions. You're like working around the clock when it comes to conventions. For us, it depends on the guest. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So circling back to the original question, how busy yeah. does it actually get? It's yeah. kind of like, well, I need to make sure that guest A uh, is picked up in the hotel at this time. I need to make sure that they're brought to the green room. And then, okay, um, that takes 15 minutes. Um, then it's time to get guest B in order to mm. get them to prep for the stage. We have to have a meeting uh, with the interpreters and uh, and all the staff that are surrounded. And here's the other thing, because usually guests from Japan come with one or two staff uh, mm, from, from Japan with them because <laughs> one that represents them and then the one that represents the brand that yeah. we're having a panel for uh, and going through the script and making sure there's any adjustments that we need to make and making those adjustments and uh, you know communicating that back to the relevant people great okay oh okay half an hour's up now I need to go to um, the guest signing area and making sure that guest C is looked after and checking with the supervisor there and making sure that they they've got everything that they need and everything's running smoothly and all that kind of thing as well yeah um obviously you try and do as much of that on friday as possible uh mm. where you're checking with people and uh, having uh you know pre uh pre-production meetings um prior to prior to the start of the event and then on the day you're just kind of running from point a to point b and you know trying to trying to hydrate as much as possible yeah. and then you kind of find you at the end of the day you know uh it's not done when the convention closes then it's kind of like you need to make sure that the guests looked after you know mm. have you made the restaurant bookings have you made you know this and that oh they want to go see they want to go see you know they're going to take a cruise around sydney harbour in the evening great okay that's fine let's do that making sure they're getting on the boats and all that kind of stuff have they got someone with them that can help translate and stuff like that yeah. so it's all those things that's how busy it gets it gets busy to that that's just you know yes let alone the exhibitions that we have to mm. do beforehand, all the pre-planning, getting the concepts done, getting them approved, getting them designed, getting them printed, and then mm. the other team um, uh, has to construct them on the day as well, making sure everything's mm-hmm. kind of looking nice. And then I help come in and help sign off on it on the day to say, yes, this is signed off and it's, you know, yeah. uh, ready. we're ready to go. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've got all the different aspects that we kind of need for that, for that um, exhibition. Um, and I think I want to come back around to um, the exhibitions as well because yeah. I think we even kind of mentioned how interactive yes. some of ours are. We, we try to do that. I think, again, it's that thing where we want to energize people um, to be to get excited about the brand. Mm. So we were doing things mm. like, you know, um, One Punch Man, we had like a, a punching machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, I noticed that kind of filtering in a lot after, I want to say like the first year of FGO booth, like 2018. Mm. I noticed a lot more things like that, like especially the 2020 event. Like you said, you had the 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 um the punching machine and then there was like the big slide for um Boku Hero I believe oh, it was. My hero, yeah. yeah yeah 2019 we had a yeah. we had a we had, we had a whole like um inflatable like, inflatable that people had to yeah. run through in order to get this badge I think a bunch of like the staff like grazed their knees <laughs> it was all for all for a badge but it was kind of like you yeah. were you were racing somebody up, yeah. you know, through this little hole, and then you had to climb up yeah. this thing, and then you just slide down. That was the incredible. There was that string. Yeah, thing the as string well thing for Demon for Slayer. Demon yeah. Slayer as well. Yeah, for Demon Slayer. Yeah, that was, we had that was that as well. popular. The initial thing was like, I want to create a scene, recreate a scene from Demon Slayer. How can I do that? String maze from episode nineteen. Well, we're like, well, we create the string. Uh, you know, the uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> 
the string that Tanjiro has to kind of cut through in order to uh, yeah. def- defeat defeat one of the enemies, and uh, we wanted to recreate that in in a in a in a certain way with this. Okay, well that's kind of cool. Well, why don't we make it so it's a string maze so that people have to duck and dodge to to make their way through at the end? And at the end, you got this cool Rengoku fan. Yeah. For the movie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. What yeah. was it at the end of the end of, end of it all? It was to help promote the movie. Yeah, but even yeah, then, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that yeah. was so fun. I couldn't get through. Like, I wanted to try it, but I was in cosplay, so I was like, <laughs> you know what, we're not going to go there today. Yeah. But like, I saw the line for that, and it was like insane. Such a smart idea. Yeah, it was things like that, and then I think My Hero Academia. We were doing things like in Sydney, twenty twenty. It was it was a we called it a hero. Um, we called it the, the plus ultra experience, which is basically you had to race somebody to get the mm. fastest speed. Yeah, like yeah. a speed measuring gun, and then it was like then it, you went and did a quiz and you know, some trivia questions about about My Hero, and then uh, at the end you take you you punch the punching machine to get points. And then you would take a photo with a license so that yep. you've got a photo of yourself in a My Hero Academia kind of license uh, as if you passed the, uh, the hero yeah, test, yeah. the hero license test. And then we the were also cards. printing out these um, yeah. Deku cards that oh, you could then, that was, was the item that you really wanted, was this Deku yeah. li- uh, hero license those. card. And that yeah. was very hard to get. Another one I think that was very memorable was we did a One Piece treasure hunt I was going to say, yes, yeah, the, the yes. treasure hunt, yeah. Um, I always say that, you know, an event or an item is working really well when you have people scalping it. Mm. We had people eBaying, scalping these coins before they before the event, <gasps> before the event even took place. And uh, I think somebody had so oh were bringing God. in uh, people to try and acquire as many coins as possible and kind of offsell it. Oh my god! It was kind of like you know, well, I guess this is really popular. Um, we had those for the pins at the booth as well. I yeah. remember that people were like stuff like that. I mean, FGO was also you know, you would line up for it because it was kind of like you got a you got a pin that was like you know depending on the the class of. Um, um, servant that you uh, managed to pull from a random random selection that you press a button to to generate, yeah. and people would try and line up all the time to get more, or well, which was basically impossible because the line was so long. It was so yeah. it then forces you to then interact with other people yep. to try and swap your badges with other people to try and get the one that you actually wanted. That's kind of uh, building a community there as well. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, just yeah. building community and you know getting people to talk to each other and and say, hey, have you got this one? Hey, no, have you got that one? No, um, you know, and and you know, we interactivity can be as simple as uh, taking a photo with certain something to as complicated as you know um, the obstacle course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think again, we just want to do things that are fun for people and um, you know, not this uh, static is great. I still think you know it's cool to see big, big blown up pieces of art uh, uh, printed out, but having that other interactive element of you know sometimes we will hire cosplayers to be mm. uh, in costumes so that uh, fans can take photos of 
uh, theme cosplayers that you know um, that that uh, were from the show. I think Sword on the Line yeah. and Demon Slayer. We did that for so we yeah. know, it was like, hey, yeah, between you did that for, and Fire Force, yeah, and, oh, and yeah, Fire Force, but we actually <laughs> yeah. had the cost at the costumes <laughs> and the suits. And I think for um, for the FGA, we also had uh, yeah, protagonists the... uh, had the had yes, female protagonists so we as well. We want her back <laughs> uh, in in that giant costume, um, which you know it it. it uh, attracts people uh yeah and yeah. it gets gets them excited subconsciously excited about the brand i think we were the most excited though to be honest with fgo ryan yeah. i to be honest yeah i think we were all the, two the biggest most fans excited. that you yeah. had but fgo yeah. were behind the scenes yeah. screaming. <laughs> oh yeah but yeah. i think it's funny that you mention like sly with you know you saying like you know events for interaction like the the ones that actually require action, but I think the other thing I really love that um, Madfest, sorry, Anime Festival provides is like those smaller, more static places mm. of interaction. Like you have like the lounge and like mm. the cinemas, like set up where you know fans can also come together to watch like certain episodes or like new releases. Babylonia, so sad I didn't get to see that live, but it's fine. <laughs> Like, all of those kinds of things where people can, you know, sit down and chill, like, within the convention, still enjoy the atmosphere and all the mm. energy, but take a moment to themselves and, like, relax for a little yeah. bit too. We're very proud of the fact that we managed, I think, uh, to get, uh, so far, I think it was a world pr- world premiere for um, yeah. uh, for things like, uh, like, as in, this is the first place in the world that you can actually see this. Um I think it was My Hero Academia season four. Yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. My, and, I heard the and, screaming. Yeah, one of the My Hero Academia <laughs> episodes. I think even at Manifest Sydney, it was like because it was airing yeah. that weekend, but we were airing mm. it basically twelve hours before it even went on air in Japan. Yeah. We got permission for that, and I think even in Sydney, we also had a premiere for uh, Kaguya Summer yes. season two. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, mm. yeah. Episode one. Yeah, 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 so yeah, that yeah. was like a month before it even aired. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big coup, and I think we were doing. Uh, I think when in 2019, when we had uh, Hanai-san and uh, Kito-san out for Demon Slayer, we had the world premiere of episode 23. Yes, we did. We did. Which mm. was like six hours yes. before you could even see it. Yes, even yeah. they were jealous to see that mm. to have that in Australia. They were yeah. trying to sneak in and like yep. at the back. And I remember being very <laughs> like, "Oh my god, please don't go on the show floor. You're gonna get mobbed and stuff like that." And yeah, that's like, oh, fine. <laughs> It's okay. I was eyeing them when that happened. It's okay. I had my eyes on them. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure no one was oh trying to uh, go and, uh, yeah, approach them. Mm-hmm. Although there were a couple of accidental bumps because the other attendees were also trying to peek in because I couldn't get a seat. It was very popular. It was very popular. Yeah, it was mm. packed. Like, it was absolutely yeah. packed, that premiere. Yeah. It was... It's... Re- yeah, it's amazing what happens at Anime Festival, I've got to say. Like, being just part of it, it just makes me so proud. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. How about for you, though, Rai? Like, sorry, truly. I'm just going to skip to Rai a little bit. How busy is it for you normally with FGO booth? How busy is it? God. Because <laughs> you do a it's, lot of prep for your booth, I feel- too. I do I do a lot, an immense amount of prep for the booth because I'm, I'm, I'm very, like... I'm a perfectionist, like, to a fault. Oh, yeah, you are. And it's just, it just, yeah, it just means I just want to, you know, have the team prepare. And I say the team because it ends up just being the Sid fam all the time. Like you said, like, they are so dedicated. I can't, like, sing their praises enough. Like, 
they came to the Melbourne event and like we've always done the Sydney event together and some people also followed me up to like when we did Brisbane and Perth as well so it was Mm. like crazy but I want to I want them to feel as prepared as possible so that we can also enjoy the energy rather than them feeling like stressed out on the day because like I feel like you know like Sly has said this entire episode so far it's really that amazing energy and you want to bring that excitement to everybody and like you're feeling it so you want them to feel it I I just really want to cultivate that especially at our booth so I do a lot of like prep work so that's usually in like a sort of like the week or like the month before the event it's always busy for me because I've like that's on the back of my mind you know like I've got to get this this and this done like I've got to ask whether we can do this or like get more tables or Mm. like things like that Um, so on the day we're not super rushed and kind of like flailing about and I think that's come from just like being there since the booth started Mm. like that experience from where it was to where it is these days is is so different like very very different how early is it that you get like the floor map or like the schedule for your section I think I usually get it around when the artist Ali gets their maps uh when's that (laughs) A month? Two? Not that, not that... Before? Like a few weeks beforehand? Yeah, okay. A few weeks beforehand, maybe? Yeah. But, um... So it's not too bad. And, like, the booth, I usually find out about the size also around, mm. like, a month ahead. So we can kind of, like, map out everything in our brains. Um, but, like, yeah, as soon as convention weekend hits, it's just you hit the floor running and then you don't stop until the convention ends pretty much for me anyway. You get a lot of people coming to you. Yeah. We get a lot of foot traffic through the booth at the moment. Like I've, 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 I've done it to a point where I set the challenges now for setup time so we can like have as much rest as possible so that everybody is like going to be, you know, awake, alive, and functioning on the day. Mm. Um, but it's it's usually pretty hands-on. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not going to lie, I'm kind of addicted to that. <laughs> Did Madman actually expect it to be so popular when it first started? Like, the way, I'd... how busy Rye would end up being? Actually, I'm really interested um... to hear that from you, Sly, because I, I don't <laughs> think so. Well, it was it was, you know, I think we... We saw that there was also a potential for FGO, and um, I think FGO really was about us trying to convince FGO that there's um, a, a fan base out here yeah. to be able to do that kind of stuff and you know replicate things that were in a way done um, <coughs> in America as well at some of the events over there. Um, AX and Otakon, I think, were the two that they really wanted to that they had experiences at as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to take elements of that and also put our own kind of spin on it um, in a mm. scaled-down kind of way. Uh, and I think, you know, Rise done an, an amazing job, you know, of working alongside, uh, you know, our team to, you know, uh, bring that experience across and also give it its own flavour as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, uh, it helped to grow the community and I think and, and, and for people to... You know, bringing new players to to help, um, uh, you know, foster more players for FGO. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to see the number of people who line up at the FGO booth, and probably half of them have never even heard of Fate, or they've only vaguely heard of Fate. People see crowds, and they tend to congregate to that thing, right? It's kind yeah. of like, yeah, yeah. Where am I going to eat tonight? 
Oh, that has a line. That probably is look good. I mean, mm. when you're traveling, I think especially in places like Japan, you're like, oh, that's a line there. Uh, I'll go yeah. line up there because that's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've actually had um, uh, family friends and stuff um, a, a lot younger than me. They've gone with their parents and uh, they're Japanese. They've never heard of fate. They've gone to Madfest because their kids like anime, but they not think they don't know what to expect at Madman. And then they come in, and I think it was a Sydney event where um, the booth, the FGO booth, was right near the entrance. And they'll see it, and they'll hear Rai was like really excited event? on the mic. I think it is. It would have been last year's um, event. And yeah. then you know, and then they see a whole bunch of people on the line, and they're like, "Oh, what's everyone lining up for?" So they line up because Japanese people naturally line up if there's a line. And um, they go and push the button, and then a servant comes up, and they get a pin. And the kids will tell me. That first five minutes of Madfest, or ten minutes, however long they were lining up, were the, was the most exciting part of Madfest. Like, some of them actually come and tell me that, and they've never heard of Fate. They don't even know what Fate is. It's just, they got to push a button, and they got a present out of it. It is incredible. Wow. Yeah, no, like, I think one of my most memorable moments with the booth was at the Perth event, actually, oh. where a lot of people don't know what Fate is, but um, I think around that time, the fate grand order duel like the tabletop version of fate was really really taking off in australia like i think a lot yeah. of like australians like that vibe you know like being able to sit down and play but we had this um little girl and her dad you know because we were trying to like push the kids to play <laughs> the fate grand order duel but um you know, like they came up and it was her birthday. So I was like, yeah, cool. Like you want to sit down? I'll, I'll help you and like, you know, get someone to help you, you guys, you know, play the game together. They went away and then I think they came back a second day as well. But at oh. the end of the second day, so on the weekend, um, they came back to personally thank everybody at the booth who oh, was there. Like cute. it was so cute. Like it was a, such a lovely experience and, and like, Apparently it was her first anime convention as well. And I was like, that is just so validating when you get that back from the community because like you were able to give them that, you know, very precious memory, very precious experience for the convention. Like they only had good things to say about the convention. It was amazing. <laughs> That's always good when you get feedback like that. Mm. Yeah, speaking of um, good memories, have you got any slide that uh, you that really well? <laughs> any any funny uh, stories? It could be a personal experience. Yeah, I'm not going to stop you there. <laughs> I think I think the most definitely the most memorable one was in 2018 um, uh, when because uh, because Melbourne uh, Madfest usually uh, is around the time of my birthday, mm. and it so happened that that particular year it was actually on my actual birthday. Yeah. Um, on Sunday and uh, I had finished a uh, just finished a panel with um, uh, Suwan Anaka and uh, the Love Live guests and uh, I was kind of like okay I had to go backstage and to grab to grab her and make sure that she's at the you know at the signing in time and stuff like that and I was prevented from going backstage and I'm like yeah the hell is going on <laughs> yeah uh, and then and then all of a sudden she leaves the stage and I'm like no I need to be back there he's like no 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 Nathan came and stopped me and then all of a sudden I was kind of calling the stage and they brought out a cake for me and I thought that was very and they sang happy birthday and I thought that was that was probably the most memorable moment I, I crying on stage uh having a cake uh dedicated to you um that was organized by you know uh by the, by the fans so that was certainly a very memorable moment and I think 
No, number one. And then number two was probably, I think, the first time that we had an Annie Song concert with uh, Haruna yep. Luna at the event. That was another one where you saw a thousand people uh, just going off. I still love going back to look at the Madman videos of that concert. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, incredible. Synchronization. Yeah. Oh, just amazing. You know, and obviously, because people weren't allowed to take movies yeah. at the event, but I've being staff was able to kind of mm. ca- get a couple of clips here and there for uh for for the staff's purposes and you know i still look back at yeah. those a couple of times and it's kind of like you know seeing the look on people's faces is is you know just excited it's always you know uh very memorable i feel you like i always my best memories always are what the fact like how the fans yeah. react it's always oh, yeah. something related to the how the fans react whether they come and personally thank you or the the it, with Adachi-san's case where he's gone to all four cities of Madfest where you have the dedicated fans who were at every signing of all four cities and they come and they mm. and Adachi-san recognizes them and they have this huge buddy conversation moment where they're like catching up as if they were longtime friends like that's yeah. sweet because it's been over a course yeah. of a time of about yeah. four, yes. four or five years as well yes. that that's happened. And so. Adapsan actually remembers those fans too, which is amazing wow. because sometimes they bring the same item for signing or just for show mm. to say, oh, look, I came to this event too because they think they've he's forgotten them. But Adapsan actually has a pretty good memory of a lot of the fans that come. Um, he told me that um, Australian fans are very unique in, in how they present themselves so he can identify them. So... When you get that that fan who was there that first time in Melbourne, all the way to that last time in Sydney, and they're having this buddy conversation, it, it's amazing. And obviously, over those four years, they've learnt more about Adachi-san's work, so they've got more and more to say about his works. Or, oh, I heard you're gonna work on this one next. I'm really looking forward to it. Just little conversations like that just is really, really heartwarming for me. Like everything that I love about Mathfest always comes from an attendee's reaction to something that's happening on mm. stage or something that we're doing mm. for the attendees. And I've always mm. enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like those moments where my friends are starstruck by a guest that comes in, even then that's a, a small pocket of awesome for me. Awesome for me. <laughs> I can relate to that. Mike. I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can point fingers at you, especially Rye with a couple of the guests that you're big fans of. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> well, in terms of my experience with, uh, Madfest anime festival, just like in general, a lot of my fondest moments from conventions like really do come with, you know, anime festival. And like, it's very, very dear to my mm. heart because like, like you said, the community and fan interaction is so great. And like, I will, I will never forget like as chaotic as it was, I will never forget that first year of like FGO booth because it was insane. The amount of people, just like the sheer volume of people that turned up, like, we had to like push and squeeze everybody into our own little like booth space and around it because we were like blocking pathways and we were in the, the we new were in area. the new yeah. area as yeah. well for that year if I recall. So that's why because it wasn't yeah. as big as some and of the other and it was <laughs> just like everybody trying to squish in and like catch a glimpse of like the protagonist and then we did a live summoning. I will never forget this. There's like videos of this all over Reddit. I remember seeing it the day after and it was crazy. But um, there's a live summoning that we did on my account that I was like, you know what? We'll see if we can try to get like Nero Bride. (laughs) 
which was an SSR, by the way, for those of you guys who don't know, who was available for summoning at the time. And on the last card, Sparked Gold, the crowd went absolutely insane. (laughs) And we actually got it. It was crazy. Like, honestly, one of the most... Like, it just felt so invigorating that everybody in the community and like a lot of FGO fans were just a part of that moment and yeah. I will just like never forget that it, it's it's an experience like you you just can't even describe it speaking yeah. of community experiences it was surreal that first time um we did the FGO panel where Ueda-san was our guest and we were showing the screenings for the uh, uh Heaven's Feel part one and as we were doing it, we got everybody to chant fate, 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 fate with Ueda-san and um san the producer and of fate. And the the synchronization, it's it's on Twitter somewhere, I know. I'll find it for you guys and post a link to you guys later. But that synchronization of the creators and the fans just screaming fate for me was I actually was tearing up as they were taking that video behind the camera because that was a surreal moment for me yeah. to know that this was something real. Like, this is Australia getting together for one fandom. That was, it was popular, but was never that popular in the community. Yeah. That was good memories. Yeah. Um, so I know it is time. So just before we wrap up Sly, and we've had a couple of people ask, mm. is there mm. an expansion of Madfest towards um, your other cities like Adelaide and Darwin? So we've always thought about where we can go next um, with Anime Festival. Um, obviously, at this time, given the things, how things are currently are, we don't really um, have anything to confirm at the moment. But, you know, if there's an opportunity, if the right opportunity arises with the right city, uh, never say never. Mm-hmm. But um, I think at the moment we're concentrating on, um, you know, seeing how things are and trying to get back to just our regular events yeah. for the time being before we think about expansion. Yeah, definitely. Like, having said that, is there, should we keep an eye out for anything, maybe, for later? Keep an eye out. I can't <laughs> confirm anything at this point in time. Um, but uh, I, I, I do think that, you know, it, things are looking positive uh, to um, towards uh, us coming back, um, you know, uh, I, I, I won't say soon, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see. I think it's, you know, we're, we're working towards... We're working okay. towards something. So where would the fans, like, be, should where should they be keeping tuned to to uh, find out more when there is an update, probably? Yeah, so I think for Anime Festival, it's always best to follow our social accounts. So Twitter is um, at MadFest. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Facebook, you just find um, Anime Festival. Um, and uh, I think Instagram is Madman Anime. Uh, and uh, I think you know if you're if subscribed to Anime Lab as well, follow the Anime Lab social um, at Anime Lab uh, and the, just the mad, regular Madman uh, Anime social as well, so at Madman um, on most platforms and uh, Madman Anime on Facebook. So uh, and sign up to the newsletters as well. I yeah. think if you go mm. to the AnimeFestival.com.au, you can sign up to um, the newsletter. Uh, you'll probably be one of the first people to get um, information uh, about anything uh, there as well, you know, especially for things like, you know, tickets to go on sale and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, just a quick note, depending on what country you're in, you may not be able to uh, see yes. some of these um, accounts, so just be aware of that. Like, I can't, for example, <laughs> in <Japan. a> Japan. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. <laughs> I always, like, Madman will announce a guest for Madfest, and my will be, and, like everyone will be like, my, have you seen the guest? And I'll be like, what guest? Um... Screenshot, please, because I can't yeah. actually see the socials. Yeah. Screenshot or hey, Twitter, Twitter. I think tw- Twitter doesn't block you, so. No, it, it, does. it does. It does. I think Twitter does because my usually yeah, finds out when I line her <laughs> separately. Yeah. She's like, yeah. what? And I'm like, wait, you didn't know about this? Yeah, Rai always um, sends me a link and I can't open the link. So I'm like, Rai, can you screen that shot that for me? What is it? <laughs> and Rai would be like, it's a guest. And I'm like, show me. <laughs> Did like, they announce it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yes, um, just be aware that I think it's primarily Japan though that's blocked, to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, Um, and are there any ways that maybe our listeners get involved one way or another, specifically if they're in uh, Australia? I think, uh, you know, uh, we have a volunteer uh, sign-up page. Um, So as soon as, again, you know, we've figured everything out for whenever our next event might be, uh, definitely sign up uh, to volunteer. I think it's very you know, very helpful, very rewarding. And I think, you know, uh, people that we, that they volunteer multiple times, we certainly have those that we say, you know, super volunteers. And mm. who knows, you might end up being um, in positions like, like Ryan uh, and Maya um, in becoming, you know, sort of casual staff for the event um, at some point. Um, you know, we always encourage uh, new talent. Uh, you never know where they might come from. That's right. Mm. Like, we all started as volunteers too, guys. So don't hesitate. Like that's yeah, where we all absolutely. started. It's a good start. Yeah. So, but thank you so much, Sly, for coming and yes. joining us today on our podcast. Um, Sorry, it's been fun. Oh, good. good. <laughs> like, we always talk about Madfest, but it's always good to have someone else's insight as well because it, it, it gives it a does. different perspective to the event and how it mm-hmm. runs because obviously you have experiences in areas and departments and events that we're not always mm-hmm. involved in in anime festivals. So it's really great to have that. But thank you yes, so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you so, We've so much. We've enjoyed it as well. I'm glad I could bring a, a, another perspective uh, to to listeners. Yes, and for someone like me, it's con vibes yeah! coming back. I'm really <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting getting energized and wanted to wanted to you know hopefully yeah. make the, uh, the 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 next event that we uh, the first event that we come back out of this pandemic to be you know a really good one and give uh, everybody a. Um, you know, a really good sense that, you know, uh, to I guess it's it's a bright spot, but hopefully yeah. it can be, you know, for and, everyone to look forward and to. And I'm sure, like, all of our listeners would agree with that, that, that we are all really, really looking forward to that first event back. I think because of what's happened, we're all craving that content, <laughs> that convention <laughs> and an atmosphere. That's so true. Yeah. It's nothing like a good con to bring mm-hmm. it all back. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, that is sadly all we have time for today. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Match Maiden Madness. Next episode will be episode number 10, which means it's a small special milestone. So we thought we'd like to do another live episode with all of you guys so we can chat with you guys and talk more madness about anime and manga. So keep in tuned on our channels for updates as we draw closer to the date. A special thank you to our friends Masaki Sato from Sound Labs for our music and Miyukiko for our wonderful podcast cover and Twitter art. So don't forget to check out Masaki at www www.sound-laps.com and Miu on Twitter via at MiuKiko. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, just a quick reminder, please don't forget to check out uh, us on Twitter at MMI Madness, where you can follow us for news and updates, as Mai mentioned, about the upcoming episodes, especially that, you know, 
big double digit 10 live. Feel free to tag us also using the hashtag MMI Madness and hashtag Match Made in Madness as we'd always love to hear any feedback or experiences from you guys as well. Let us know. Yeah, let us know what you thought about today's episode, especially, you know, hearing it from the heart of anime festival itself with Sly and, um, you know, make sure you appreciate him as well. (laughs) (laughs) To follow us all individually, you can check out myself right on Twitter and Instagram at KNRyacos and my on Twitter and Instagram at words T words. Sly was where, where can people find you as well? If they, find out more <laughs> um okay so i have a couple of uh, different socials so um my personal my personal stuff um if you want to follow me um at slykura on twitter and on instagram so that's sort of my uh my my content creation kind of personality um and if you want to follow anything to do with anime um in australia uh follow me uh at madman sly on twitter uh so those are the accounts um that you can follow me at to see what else i get up to I'll make sure to share those on our Twitter later on so that you guys can check Sly and Madman out as well. So thank you to Sly and thank you to all our listeners for listening and sharing your time with us. Please, please, please do stay safe and we'll definitely catch you in the next episode. Bye, Bye, guys.